This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another WAP. WAP being the shortened term for a wet-ass podcast. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Cancel Shweezy, the show all about uh, teaching you about wholeness and understanding. We are a show about teaching everyone to love one another and to be people that... uh, I guess Jesus wants us to be. Is Jesus the right one? And I really like that. I guess we're going with Jesus today. Um, is this a Christian episode? I hope not. That sounds fucking awful to be a Christian episode. But anyways, though, welcome one and all to yet another Cancel Shweezy. I'm super excited to be here. Back at it again. Uh, back to it where we are. Where it all began. Uh, not here. Not in this room. Not with anything else, but at least actually the same microphone I started it all on. I think we just hit one year of Cancel Shweezy, so that's really cool. I wish we didn't, I didn't have to take September off because we could be at a solid 52 right now, so we're like four weeks behind. But, you know, God must have spent a little more time on you. So um, sometimes, you know. This is the type of guy you get. So, yeah. though. So, uh, but thank you so much for checking out the show today. Like, just so you know, in case you didn't know, but now you know, uh, I have an EP, Ride or Die, Volume 2, out now. It came out back in June, which now seems like forever ago because it's October. Uh, September has ended. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day has woken up. And yet again, it's a heartwarming time every year that we have to do that. But no, welcome to the show once again. Uh, great to have you here. So go check out my music. I got more music out in uh, wherever you get your music at. Uh, Available wherever you get music at. Is that? Wonder if you can hear Frankie. Yeah, it's Frank probably barking in here. Or someone other other than neighbor's dog. Whatever. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, you probably don't. But I do. But welcome to the show today. I guess I keep saying that when I try to get back on track in these intro parts. Um, but you know, go follow me everywhere on social media. I am at the Shweezy everywhere, and by everywhere, I mean everywhere i am everywhere so uh go follow me at the shweezy you can always uh, hit me up there if, especially if you have questions for the show or anything you want me to go over on the show that is a great way to say thank you for being a friend uh by following me over on all social media platforms one social media platform which i don't know if this technically 
counts as a social media platform is Twitch. I, after two months hiatus, I got my first, I did my first stream back. It was a lot of fun. I was happy to get right back into it, as Phil DeFranco says. And I uh, know it's really fun. Um, I am just going to keep up a schedule of streaming every Thursday over on Twitch. So you can go check me out there. I'll play, I'm playing a lot of Fortnite. And if there's any other games I really want to just hop right into, I am going to do that as well. So go check me out there. Uh, one thing about Twitch, though, is there is Twitch Prime, which is an Amazon type of thing. So if you already have an Amazon Prime account, which most people do, I do you do. We're all cucks to Jeffrey Bezos. If you already do, uh, you do get one free subscribe every month. Uh, you, following on Twitch is free, but for those of you who don't know, if you do have a subscribe, uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one free subscribe every month. What you can do is use that subscribe towards uh, your daddy, Shweezy. Help daddy out, and that's a great way to financially support the show with something you're already spending money on. And if you don't, you're just letting daddy Jeff Bezos get an extra five dollars a month and why would you do that why would you allow jeffrey bezos an extra five dollars a month it sounds like something i wouldn't do and would you do something i wouldn't do or would do which one is the answer for you uh but regardless of that though i do have a patreon page as well patreon is just a great way to say thank you for being a friend and you can financially support the show uh, directly um on Patreon, it's just a great way to say thank you for being a friend, a great way to support me and everything I do. It's not only just like funding podcasts, it's like funding me as a human. And uh, that's something that I would appreciate you do. But, you know, there's free shit you can also do. Um, if you're on YouTube, yes, we do have a video on YouTube. I know we got a lot of audio listeners, though. I see the stats. I see it. I see everything. Um, if you are um, on YouTube, you can uh, like this episode, subscribe, check out our highlights. Uh, we do, I do actually post a lot of highlights on the channel so say you have a friend who's like man i want to start listening to daddy Sweezy a little bit more but i don't know how to get started just find the funny shit that i post as highlights send it to them send it to them that's really funny and they can just watch little clips of it and you're like you know what i'm like gonna check out an entire i want to check out like an hour and a half worth of this because um that's this is um this is the type of guy you get, as Joe would say. So, um, yeah, go do that. Share, share it with your friends. Share it, share it with people you don't like too. You know, it, you don't have to share things only with your friends. You can share things with people you don't like as well. So do that as well. Um, yeah, subscribe. Obviously, uh, you can click the bell notification that notifies you every time we upload something new with highlights, episodes, yada yada yada. Um, as, uh, now for the audio listeners, if you are an audio listener, uh, go, you can leave a review, uh, obviously. I know it sounds like something that's weird to ask of you, leave a review, but it's a weird thing with podcasts. They, they, if you leave a review on a podcast, it, it really does really well. Wherever you listen to your podcast on, that's what really helps a podcast be a podcast is reviews for some reason. I didn't make that rule. Um, so don't blame me for that. Uh, leave a review and obviously subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts on um, and uh, listen to all the episodes, though. But uh, yeah, like, but also, like I said, if you don't want to listen to the full episode, you always have the highlights. I always make sure to trim out the best of the best. I post that on YouTube. So if you just want a, a little bit of daddy every now and then, that's going to be the best way uh, to do that. So just a little bit of daddy, a little bit of daddy at a time uh, is going to be a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And uh to don't be a dick. That's the most important thing. Don't be a dick. Okay? Would you be a dick? Even if you have a dick, would you be a dick? 
That's rough, buddy. Exactly. So don't don't do that shit. Uh, go just subscribe, do all the free shit, and then give me money uh, on Patreon and shit like that. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I think I got everything out of the way. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the news of the week brought to you by me. I filter out all the news and I and I do that shit for you. And uh, then once both hold, I come on the show and read it out loud for you. Did I hear a thump? Okay, so there's a pug named Frank. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at the Sweezy. He, um, he likes to just bust down my door so I hear a boom and the door opens and the small, tiny little alien creature pug named Frank comes out and harasses me. So anyways, let's get into the news. Um, this first article I have. It's really something, folks. I'm telling you right now, this is, uh, this is, this is definitely something. Um, <laughs> this one from our good friends at Fox 32 Chicago. And when I say good friends, I mean, we have no association at all. Um, so, uh, Fox 32 Chicago, uh, man orders a hundred tacos on first date, asks woman to pay for them. That's rough, buddy. Okay, um... Definitely too many tacos. First dates can be awkward, but a woman on TikTok shared a unique horror story that has since gone viral. It seems that the man she met on a dating app really, really, really liked Taco Bell tacos. Elise Myers shared her story on TikTok in response to a question about her worst first date experience. She started off by explaining that before meeting her husband, she had she had used dating apps to meet people. Uh, the story begins with the particular man inviting her out to dinner. They planned to meet first at his place. When Myers arrived, her date said he'd lost his keys and asked her to drive. He gave her directions and they ended up at a Taco Bell in the drive through lane gets worse. He then ordered 100 hard shell tacos. Moments later, the man told his date he couldn't find his wallet. Myers says she agreed to pay, and they returned to his house only to eat the tacos at his kitchen table in silence. And the man's father briefly joined them before Myers decided the date was over. She took the remaining tacos with her. Good move. Uh, the video uploaded earlier this week has been viewed over 12.3 million times. In a follow-up video, Myers confirmed that she bought 100 tacos. She says it took about 15 minutes for the workers to make the food, which cost about $150. Jesus Christ. While they waited for the order, she says he spent the time talking about his ex-girlfriend. So... We have a lot to unpack here, folks. Uh, a lot of things. So much to do, so much to see here. Um... First of all, I there's a lot of things we could say here. Um, first of all, um, the most, like I said, I'm reading this for the first time with y'all. Um, $150 at Taco Bell. Now, you know, I've bought Taco Bell for my friends, okay? Like three, four people, you know, I've done that. So it's coming up to around like 30 bucks, okay? It's come around to $30 in uh, in how much I'm paying. How do you spend $150 at Taco Bell? Like, I know the quesadillas are weirdly more expensive than everything else, but I could easily, like, I've talked about, like, challenges, like the $20, spend $20 at Taco Bell, like, on, like, dollar stuff, and you have to eat it all. Like, that's a challenge, for some people, this guy ordered 
$150 worth of tacos and made his first date pay for it. What? Do we know what's... how? And then, well, he's like, oh, I forgot my... Did he say he forgot his wallet? And uh, he lost his keys. The man told you he couldn't find his wallet. It seems like something he should have figured out before he went on the date. I think he was trying to get free food out of this woman. That's what this video is. This, not this video. This is what this situation sounds like to me. It sounds like he was trying to get a free meal out of this woman. And he was successful. Uh, however, good on her for taking uh, for uh, taking the remaining tacos back. But also, if I was if I was a man in the situation, if I was I guess if I was a woman in the situation, I'm like I'm not fucking paying 150 dollars at Taco Bell. You're out of luck, buddy. And uh, yeah, f- and obviously 15 minutes. That's actually really good uh, for making 100 tacos. 50, actually, that's a good question. How many tacos at Taco Bell could I make in 50 minutes? I guess this is a crew, too. Um, and I'm assuming they probably had other orders they had to work on as well. So, um, I guess, it, it, I mean, let's do it in reverse, and I, Twain. That doesn't impress me much. So, uh... That's rough, buddy. That has to be the worst day. I haven't even found this video. I need to find this video and watch it. Um, and yeah, and, uh, that's, I mean... Why would you order 100 tacos at Taco Bell? I mean, don't they come in like the box? Can you just get like a box or something like that? How many? I wish I knew how many they ate. That is something I would love. I would love to know how many tacos they actually ended up eating in this situation because, and because that's important in this situation. This is like an, almost like an all-you-can-eat taco experience. And, uh, a good question wanting to know how many did they end up eating because if you order 100 tacos that's like i can have a party and i'm just gonna buy a bunch of tacos whatever this guy this guy is out of his fucking mind she didn't mention anything in the house though so that's good except that he lived with his dad so that's the weirdest fucking shit she probably stuck around longer than she should have just to make sure she didn't die i'm gonna be i'm just gonna be honest she probably stuck around longer just to make sure that she didn't die. And uh, that's the way it is. Yeah. All right. That's, I guess that's it. All right. Next article we have for the day. Um, oh, boys. This is, this is oddly a satisfying moment for me for whatever the fuck this show is um, because I'm going over an article by the Rolling Stones. Uh, from Rolling Stone, the magazine, about the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger takes magical journey to a Nashville junkyard. So, I've talked about this in the past, how weird fucking Mick Jagger is. Not as weird as Garth Brooks, but I think the only reason why that is, is because someone, because Mick Jagger does not, at least his social media crew is a little bit better. Um... Since kicking off the Rolling Stones' fall tour last month, Mick Jagger has documented himself in every city, from posing at the Gateway Arts in St. Louis to sipping a beverage at a saloon in Charlotte, North Carolina. His next stop? Nashville. Uh, Before the band hits Nissan Stadium on Saturday, Jagger paid visits to various locations around the city. But forget the Grand Old Opry and the Ryman. What this man wants is a nice stop at the junkyard. PSC Metals 
our Nashville correspondent John Freeman confirms. Jagger also immersed himself in nature, gazing at deer before making it to the Nissan Stadium parking lot. Hopefully, when the band arrives in Los Angeles to play SoFi Stadium on October 17th, he'll ditch the Griffin Observatory and hang in a field of coyotes. The Stones announced that the No Filter Fall Tour would proceed as planned in the wake of drummer Charlie Watts' death in August. Steve Jordan has been taking his place. We all miss Charlie so much on the stage and off the stage, and we'd love to dedicate this tour to Charlie. Jagger told the crowd at the tour kickoff last month, here's to you, Charlie. On Friday night, Jagger ventured out into Nashville's chaotic honky-tonk district, walking among the people in a baseball cap and mask. As in Charlotte, he went unrecognized. So, obviously, I've heard about that. I saw him post a video, like, him going downtown. I live in Nashville, if you didn't, if you're new to the show. Um, and uh, that's, that's funny. Like, he was walking downtown, and no one recognized him. I guess the mask probably helped, and a hat. So, um, but also, you don't think, like, to see fucking Mick Jagger downtown. He, like, walked around. That was really weird. But PSC Metal, I think that's not far from... Nissan Stadium? Yeah, Nissan Stadium. Uh, if I'm correct, I believe it's close to Nissan Stadium. I think it's like, there's a bunch of just random shit around Nissan Stadium, like, stuff like that. But why did he, well, he like, he went hiking and then he went down. Down. Oh, Frank's trying to get in here. Uh, now nah, we're not letting him in. He, he had his chance and then he was like scratching the door. I want to get out. Like, we can't have you opening up and closing the door, Frank. Um, at least I don't know that mic stand works. I was using, like, my hamper to keep them out, but it wasn't working too well, so. Sorry, Frank. Uh, world is not on your side, but, um, no. I think it's funny of all the places you could go in a city. But also, like, someone like the Rolling Stones, they've been everywhere. They've been everywhere. And, uh, so, like, what do they see? Like, they just, like, go to places now, I guess, like, where they enjoy shit or whatever. Um, but that's that though. Um, that's what's going on in the music industry right now. I know I'm supposed to, supposed to help out with that or whatever. Anyways, last article. Oh, this is from the Guardian. This one is kind of interesting. I'm kind of interested in this situation. Uh, outrage after gay woman diagnosed at Spanish hospital with homosexuality. <laughs> oh, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> A family and an LGBT collective in Southeast Spain are demanding answers and an apology after a 19-year-old gay woman who visited a gynecologist over a menstrual condition was diagnosed with homosexuality. <laughs> On Monday, the woman went to an appointment at the Reina Sofia Hospital in the city of Murcia. After being examined, she was given a piece of paper that included the line, current illness, homosexual. <laughs> Uh, the woman's mother told the online paper LDRL.es that the gynecologist had asked her daughter whether he could include sexual orientation in his report and that she had consented despite her surprise as she thought at the time it might be relevant. At first, I thought it was funny, but it just isn't, said the patient. The mother and daughter brought the matter to the attention of the local LGBT collective Galactio Galactico which has lodged a formal complaint with uh, Mercia's regional government, the regional health ministry, and the regional health service. The World Health Organization removed homosexuality from the list of mental illnesses in 1990, and yet 31 years on, there are still some professionals in uh, Mercia's health service who view sexual orientation as an illness, uh, Calactico said in a statement. 
The collector said it was seeking an explanation and an apology, adding that the original authorities had ignored the patient's legal rights. It also said the case was far from an isolated incident. Our association has received countless reports of degrading treatment because of sexual or gender orientation. The statement said, we find it alarming, unacceptable, and intolerable that there are professionals today who are responsible for our health, but who ignore the realities of LGBTI, no cues in this situation, uh, people. Uh, the regional health service could not be reached for comment, but a spokesperson told LDRO.es that it was aware of the incident and that all necessary measures would be taken to properly establish the fact and proceed accordingly. Initial investigations added the spokesperson suggested a mistake appeared to have been made uh, when the patient's details were taken. In any case, they said the hospital would be offering an apology to the patient. So, I mean, there's there's two trains of thoughts here. One, um, here and that, like, I diagnose you with homosexuality. Um, you know what? Um, so your lab test came back correctly. And, uh, ma'am, it turns out you're gay. It came back gay. Your blood test came back gay. That's rough, buddy. Um, I mean that that part that part's funny to me. Then I realized. Then they got serious in the article, and they're like, "Oh, the doctor put this down as a mental health condition." I'm like, "Come on, how can we not? Can can we just stop being? Uh, I guess I want. I just you know." The world I want is not the world we have. I think that's the real problem we ha I have with society right now. The world I want is not the world we have. And... Uh, that's rough, buddy. And uh, I guess the world to me is just like... This is the type of guy you get. So, yeah, I guess. Um, that's just a very simple fact. That uh, the world I want is not the world we have. And just be like, you know what, ma'am? It just came back and it looks like you're gay. <laughs> And she's like, she's just surprised, what? I'm gay? And she's like, yeah, you know how, like, you're attracted to women? Yeah, I, did. I just thought that was normal. No. Actually, no, it's not, I don't, saying it's not normal is fine. Fuck whoever you want to fuck, consensually, okay? And of legal age. Oh, that's all I really have to say there. Kinda, it was funny at first, and then it became a bummer, folks. Not, not every, every article, every, not everything in the news is a hit. That's just how life is. Not everything in the world is a hit. Anyways. Last article I have from today coming straight from the Tennessean. We're getting more Nashville news. I probably shouldn't cover Nashville news as if, like, this is a Nashville-only podcast. Um, anyways, uh, welcome. Let's do this from the Tennessean. A really good newspaper out here in Tennessee. Metro Nashville files lawsuit to set, shut down hot tub on wheels. Uh, one of Nashville's most recognizable party vehicles is in hot water as the city attempts to shut it down for allegedly operating without a public swimming pool permit. Nashville's metro government asked the judge to temporarily shut down Music City Party Tub, a mobile hot tub business that debuted in the Lower Broadway Entertainment District in 2019 in a lawsuit filed in Davidson County Chancery Court last week. The entertainment vehicle, composed of a trailer fitted with a hot tub, is operating illegally without a public swimming pool permit from Metro's Health Department. According to the lawsuit, the Health Department issued a letter informing Music City Party Tub of its alleged health code violation on August 11th. Metro also claims the entertainment vehicle business is not registered with the state 
and does not have a business license in Davidson County, the lawsuit states. Uh, state records show a business registered to owner Guy Williams has alternated between active and inactive status since 2006, changing its name several times, first to Music City Party Pool in, two, in September 2018, and then to Music City Party Tub in February 2019. The registration was most recently dissolved on August 11th, canceling the two business names. On August 30th, the business applied for a reinstatement, changing its name to Aero Nashville Flight School on September 21st. What? Uh, the registration is currently listed under Cali Enterprises, Inc. None of the four names associated with the business registered to Williams appeared in a Davidson County business license search. Health Department personnel instructed Williams to submit design plans for the mobile hot tub and apply for a public pool permit when Williams came to the Health Department unannounced on April 12, 2019, according to the Health Department. MPHD Environmental Health Bureau Director Hugh Atkins inspected the trailer outfitted with the mobile hot tub and provided Williams with a detailed list of items requiring correction for permit approval. Williams never returned, according to the lawsuit. As of August 11th, the department had not received the necessary plans from Williams, nor were granted a permit. Health Department field workers spotted Williams operating the mobile hot tub in September 2020 while enforcing COVID-19 emergency health orders and told him he was operating without a permit. The lawsuit states, Williams replied that he is exempt from the permit requirements because his hot tub falls 50 gallons short of the minimum capacity for a public pool. No such exemption exists according to the lawsuit, which was first reported by the Nashville scene. Uh, why the Health Department waited until August of this year to take action is unclear. The vehicle has been a regular site in Nashville's downtown entertainment district since April 2019 and has appeared in news coverage across multiple outlets as well as social media. The Tennessean reported the mobile hot tub business launch in downtown Nashville on April 8, 2019. Atkins declined to comment on the pending legal case. Williams could not be immediately reached for comment. The Metro Public Health Department hand-delivered a notice of non-compliance to the mobile hot tub owner's Guy Williams on August 13th, according to court filings. The hot tub adorned trailer meets Tennessee Code's definition of public swimming pool and violating the permit requirements can result in civil penalties and a Class C misdemeanor, the letter states. Each day, the mobile party tub continues to operate after receiving the letter without correcting. The compliance issue counts as a separate offense. Williams refused to sign the letter. Documents show. Uh, the mobile hot tub has continued to operate since receiving the letter with its website showing bookings available through November. A temporary injunction hearing is set for uh, 1.30 p.m. on October 13th. So, with all this being said, I hope they stop, because those fucking party buses are fucking annoying, and anyone who's like, let's do one of those, fuck you, fuck your family, and uh, go fuck yourself. I identify as a fucking threat. So, anyways, though, I'm really hoping, I wish all these things would go away, because they should not be street legal. These things, like these pedal taverns and shit like that, should not be street legal and annoy every fucking person that has ever existed in the entire world because it is fucking annoying and we need to get rid of the shit immediately. Um, anyways, though, I, I love the fight that's going on between the two. And, um, yeah, I like how petty each party's being. And can we also talk about, this is like a Nashville gripe, how, like, uncreative all these business owners who start businesses that are, like, like, they feel like they had a revelation. Music City Party Tub. Music City Party Pool. Like, this isn't, you're not creative, okay? Like, every half of, like, the businesses in this city are Music City and then your business. Music City Dry Cleaners. Music City Bank. 
Music City ass waxing. <laughs> and it was like, you're probably the most uncreative human being on the entire planet if you put Music City in front of your business in Nashville. That's that's just what it is. I can't give you any more information than that. This is the type of person you are, and... This is the type of guy you get. So... Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. I didn't... I forgot that one was there. I'm still getting used to this new soundboard, <coughs> folks. Um, But yeah, I hope they... Uh, I hope all these pedal taverns, pedal buses, limos, tractors, I hope they all go away. And, uh... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So take it or leave it. Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are. But you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag. Pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so first things first, I do want to go into a channel update I do have uh, for the channel. <clears throat> Only channel when I mean podcasting and everything else. Um, so, um, you've probably noticed, if you've been a long-time listener on the show, uh, everything's been under, like, the Schwegcast uh, feed, but it's been, like, canceled Schweezy episodes. 
And it's obviously been really confusing uh, for people. Like, why is this guy on the Shrekcast? I'm like, well, it's it's a whole different thing. So <clears throat> big announcement is that technically the Shwegcast is going to be no more. Oh, oh Frankie's barking. Um, so technically, yeah, the Shwegcast is going to be no more. Everything's going to fall under the banner of Cancel Shweezy. Um but uh, with that, I'm going to keep going on and talk, kind of talk about more. The idea I was going for when I started Cancel Sweezy, um, I just wanted to do a podcast I could easily get out week by week because the Shredcast was very hard uh, for me as like a solo person to get out week by week. But Cancel Sweezy is super easy uh, to get all that taken care of and out every week by week, um, <clears throat> except for last month, um, which uh, we didn't get out uh, every week. So, yeah, that's kind of the thing. So that, that was my idea. I was wanting to kind of like I was going to start off as like a podcast network, initially start with three shows. Uh, uh, the Schwedcast was just going to be like an interview show of me interviewing someone. Uh, King's Shoeasy was just going to be a solo show. And then I was initially going to start a new podcast with another person uh, with the idea of it's just like a two person show where it's just me and them. Uh, talking back and forth, you know, just having a good time uh, type of situation, just kind of like a two-person friend podcast. Anyways, though, uh, since that friend podcast is now 100% not going to work out, it would only leave the Schwedcast and cancel Sweezy. and uh, my main idea would just to be more efficient with it, make sure just not there's not one that's kind of getting more attention than the other. Uh, the initial idea was going to be that Cancel Sweezy is going to be the show that you've been listening to, and I'm also going to have interviews sprinkled in. So it's just going to be Cancel Sweezy. So some weeks are going to be me solo. Other weeks are going to have me interviewing someone with that. And uh, kind of move forward from there, so I'll talk to someone. Um, I'll try to kind of keep, like, me at first solo and then have interviews coming in after that. But uh, for that being said, yeah, the Shwedcast, as you know it, uh, is no more. And, uh, basically everything is falling under Kansas Sweezy. The whole show, basically the Shwedcast still exists. Uh, those episodes are still going to stay live, obviously. But, uh, in regards to new episodes falling under the banner of the Shwedcast, those are no more. Everything's going to be Cancel Sweezy for the rest of your life. Um, and so, yeah, but, uh, the idea of what the Shwedcast was is still going to live on um, in Cancel Sweezy. So I'm, I'm so excited. We you know we just hit the one year mark, uh, doing Cancel Sweezy, which is super exciting. I wish I could have stayed consistent, uh, the last couple weeks and we could have had 52 episodes this week. Uh, would have been a lot of fun, but, uh, regardless of the situation, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's dead and gone. And, uh, uh, episodes will still stay up. Uh, the ideas that kind of came with it are all going to just kind of be sprinkled in, uh, to cancel Sweezy. It's more fun. It's just going to be a one show, one show feed that you're getting. You're not having one feed with two different podcasts on it. Cause when it was like a, when I had the idea of the podcast network for just kind of going into a little bit of more like the business side of everything. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, it would make sense having all kind of on like on one feed. So you see the Shwe cast one day, King of the Sweezy the other day. You just only have to subscribe to one feed, yada, yada, yada. Everything comes out perfect. But, uh, you know, with more things going on, it's just going to be good to focus on one podcast. And then, you know, I can get people to come in every couple while and interview them. It'll be a lot of fun. 
And, uh, you know, Garth would always say, And I really like that. So, I mean, you know, he says he, And I really like that. And uh, for me, I like that. So, I mean, whatever Garth says is honestly what I can do. But uh, anyways, though, I hopefully, hopefully it will get interviews and make it more, try to get this to be like the new normal on the channel for those of you listening. So you miss me actually talking to people and having fun and uh, shit like that, you know? Well, it's just, you know, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I'll say, yeah. <clears throat> that's the update on the channel, I guess that's all I have to say. Oh, I have to talk about this story. Um, I wrote this story down I wanted to talk about on the show. So, um, I went to a deli with a friend, um, a couple days ago, um, and, uh, I would tell you the name of this business, but I actually like the place. But I also have some shit I want to talk about, uh, about them. And I don't want to ruin their business with this platform. And, uh, why? The question you're asking, why? Because uh, I can't. And, uh, yeah. So, with that being said, though, uh, so, yeah, that's basically this. But, uh, no, basically I went to a deli. And I've never been to this place before. And so, you know, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to order, looking at the menu, yada, yada, yada. They, so, like, my friend orders... And then you, know, you basically when we're waiting. And then I get up to order, and for some reason they turned the music up that was in the deli. And then I had like I had to like had a hard time hearing. You know, everyone's wearing masks and like trying to hear them. They're trying to hear me, and like I'm like okay. Hopefully I ordered everything right and I ordered. And then when I got done ordering, they turned the volume down. In my mind, I'm thinking. Were they just trying to fuck with me? Was this intentional? That's what I do. This is intentional. Um, but I'm assuming it was just very random, but uh, still kind of annoyed me. <laughs> but it, this place is really nice. I really like it a lot. Um, I just imagine taking my parents to this place. No, they live in a town of like 17,000 people. Before that, like 1,000 people. Um, and for my mom, th this current place, 17,000 people, is probably the biggest population town she's ever lived in. And so I imagine taking my parents to this place and my mom would call it a fancy subway. And I had that thought in my mind the entire thing. I'm like, I bet my mom would call this a fancy subway. And, uh, I mean, honestly, a deli kind of is a fancy subway. Um, I mean, you get to choose what you want, get that. You can kind of watch them make your food. Uh, kind of for the most part, at least at this place. Um, so that's all I'm thinking. So I'm going to see next time my parents come to town, might take them there, see if I can get them to say, wow, this place is a fan. It's kind of like a fancy subway. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. Anyways, though, um, oh my gosh, is, uh, is everyone here watched, uh, Squid Game? Oh my god, I finished it a couple days ago. Holy shit, that show is good and uh, entertaining and... Uh, Hashtag, pray for Micah. Not that one. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Ooh, that show was not stingy at all with anything they were talking about. Um, but uh, anyways, before I started this out, <clears throat> uh, my friend's uh, phone autocorrected Squid Game to Squirt Game. And uh, we will not let her uh, call it by any other name. And so, therefore, um, 
I will be referring to this as squirt game <laughs> for uh, probably the rest of my life. Uh, this show is called Squirt Game, and uh, it's staying that way. Anyways, though, um, one thing uh, funny about it. So I know I don't want to spoil the show. So if you haven't watched Squid Game, I don't don't want to spoil the show for you. And uh, I kind of tried to write like my notes of what I'm going to talk about. Nothing's going to spoil the show. Uh, but you should watch it. It's really good if you haven't watched it yet. Like, it's the most popular show on Netflix right now. It's really good. Um, so I'm not, not going to try to spoil it. I'm kind of, I'm one of those people who, like, will go see a movie, a midnight premiere, because I don't want it spoiled for me. Uh, but then I have to live with the idea, that, like, look, I cannot spoil this for anyone. And, uh... This is the type of guy you get. So anyways, though, um... So here, here's like, I'll tell you the premise of the show. So the premise of the show, so like a bunch of people are like, just have a ton of debt or need money. Um, and then like, they have like these recruiters randomly that will try to convince people to start doing these games and shit like that. Then they're taken to this remote island to play these games. Uh, and uh, the trick is if they lose, they die. That's kind of the, that's kind of the thing in the game. So you don't want to lose at these games, but if you win, you get a shit ton of money, and uh, so it's it's kind of like that. So it's in like yeah, it's it's South Korean money, so it's like a ton of money, but not like American money. It's still a lot of money if you like converted it to real money. But yada 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 though, it's still it's still pretty good. South Korea is where it's from, so it's kind of like a battle royale or Hunger Games type situation, which is like really cool for like a video game, but uh, pretty fucking shitty for. Uh, real life and uh so if this i keep seeing like i guess i saw some ad like kansas city's like kansas city squid game i'm like why are you advertising this you're gonna fucking murder people if you lose fucking like red light green light or whatever uh some fucking shit right there um about the squirt game uh that's going on um and uh oh i just have to mention apparently uh i watched the english dub which um apparently, um, makes me stupid, according to anyone who watches anime, for listening to anything English dub related, because apparently it's not as good, but look, I don't want to try when I watch TV, I know there's a ton of good, like, foreign films, foreign meaning not American or English-speaking films, um, English-speaking films would be the proper term, but, uh, when I watch TV, I don't want to try. So if I want to try, I will do the subtitles, but I kind of like playing games on my phone or uh, not fully paying attention and stuff like that. So that's why I like the English dubs of things. So I'm sorry. And if you go to real Korea, they're not going to have subtitles. So don't be fucking stupid. Um. Anyways, so, but like everyone, the reason I'm bringing this up though is because like everyone in like the, the dub has, like, an American-English accent. Like, that's kind of how they're talking. No one's, like, British or anything. Everyone just has, like, an American accent. Except for the old man. Now, if you watch the show, you know who the old man is. And uh, he has a stereotypical Korean accent speaking English. Where was the decision made on this to make him speak with a Korean accent? Accent was not me. I did not make that decision someone over at Netflix made the decision 
that uh, everyone's going to have an American accent in the English dub, except for the old man, who's going to have a very thick Korean accent. Like, to a point where it's like having a Korean accent isn't racist when you're Korean, but I don't know the voice actor's native language. It could have not been Korean, but it sounded like someone doing an accent on purpose to me, and that was weird. I'm like, why? And it basically, and basically, you know, I know why people don't like the dubs, because, like, people overact on a voice dub, and they don't match, like, the actor's movements. I mean, in cartoons, it kind of makes, you can do it in cartoons, but uh, a little bit. But, uh, you know, with, uh, but this was, like, I don't know, like, they, I feel like they could have been racist, but I'm also white, not Korean, so I don't get to decide that shit. Now, I did point out there was a single sex scene on the show, and I'm expecting in a Netflix show to see some titties, and I didn't see any titties, so that was a disappointment um, for you. We did not see a single tit the entire show. I don't expect to see bush or vagina, but, you know, some titties are nice every once in a while, you know? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I really like that. I'm not trying to disrespect it to anyone, okay? Apparently I have to say that. I don't want to disrespect anyone, but, you know, I feel like, you know, a man had to have started the free the nipple movement, like, <laughs> okay? It's like, women should be allowed to show their nipples in public. Normal men would be like, yes, that sounds great. And then religious zealots are like, oh, it's immoral and vow and you're going to hell. But like, let's see some titties. I don't know. That's, that's the rule. Anyways, though, what? So there is a twist ending that you don't see coming. I'm going to point that out for you. But, um, but uh, yeah, so the nice thing, though, is they left it open for season two, but they kind of also bookended it, too. So if they wanted to make a season two, they can. But if they don't, it's not. I thought this was going to be like a, a singular type of series where it's just, you know, like a limited series like The Queen's Gambit or something like that. Uh, it's just a good show that doesn't really need a season two because I guess people always think, like, if it's a show, like, it needs a season two. Like, people talk about, like, WandaVision's not getting a season two. Like, what's going to be the premise of WandaVision? She takes over another town to play family. Um, that's weird. But this one, I don't know. Um, it could do really good with season two, but it could end on season one really fine. So, I'll take it or leave it. I'm going to be fine with either, but I don't want this show to end up being something horrible. But, uh, no, I think that Korea, South Korea is making some good shit. And maybe we should do it. Speaking of Korea, though, Kim Jong-un has lost a ton of weight. And uh, I'm really impressed. Now I think he's fatter than I am. And that upsets me a whole lot. Um, but, uh, anyways, that was just me noticing that Kim Jong-un uh, has lost a ton of weight. So, good for him, I guess. Should I say good for Kim Jong-un? Um, maybe. Um, will I? I just did, so, uh, I guess everyone else can suck it, so. Oh, okay, so the next thing I watched, I watched, uh, this documentary, the way, it's on HBO Max, uh, Home Box Office Max. 
maximum. Uh, the Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shambling. I put Shambling is Shamblin. Uh, anyways, though, it's on uh, Netflix. So I initially uh, saw this. Um, so obviously, the hair, the hair documentary. I thought it was uh, this woman. You'll you'll notice it. You don't have to look at the title. You'll notice it's the woman with giant hair that just looks awful. Um, that's Gwen Shamblin. Uh, and you'll probably see an HBO Max. However, uh, in Brentwood, Tennessee, that's a suburb of Nashville. There's like a street, Franklin Road, and I guess starts with Concord Road. Uh, just like a thousand churches just lined up. It's just churches everywhere. Even um, I used to go to one back then. Back when I used to go to church, uh, let's say like four years ago, um, I went to one out there. Uh, just a bunch of uh, just rich assholes, pastors, you know, like rich people churches. This like, if you're rich and you want to go to church and not go to heaven because Jesus was all like, you know, it's hard to get to heaven with uh, being rich. And now everyone rich lives in this area and they go to those churches and everyone's rich. Um, anyways, so like initially I remember the story of Gwen Shamblin. Uh, it started, um, initially I heard about this. It was, uh, like we heard about like a plane crash with like a pastor and a couple other people in it and like Percy Priest Lake, which is a lake near here and that people have died. And I'm just like, oh, it's probably just a bunch of rich pastors or whatever. Um, I mean, it's, I'm not, it's sad, but I mean, well, I was like, okay. Um, then think about it too much. It was, you know, it was with my Fortnite crew. We we're playing like, oh, and, uh, they're like, yeah. And I figured it was like this weird weight loss church that was like all about weight loss. Um, and it's weird. Uh, you know, I didn't like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird. Um, and then like, there was something about like, I heard something about like, there was a group text to the church or whatever about them dying before they actually, the plane crash or whatever. Couldn't find anything on that. I thought I heard something about it. I'm not going to go over that until I get more concrete evidence, AKA someone else doing really good research. Um, but anyways, though, they put up a billboard. Um, my friend like texted me this, uh, but like less than a mile, like from where the church is. And, um, yeah, and I actually, like, know where the church is. I think I've driven in the parking lot to, like, drop someone off, maybe. Something like that, but I know I've been in the church, and, like, I know where it is, and, like, I see it and everything. It's so weird. It's, like, it's not one of those, like, you, it's a cult. It's, like, it's clearly a cult, but you don't know that. Driving by, like, you're just, like, oh, it's uh, Remnant Church or whatever. Or, like, Remnant, um, did I put the name in it? Remnant... It's like Remnant Community or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, so like they put like a billboard, which is like purely good advertising. Uh, it's really, 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 really good advertising for um, this uh, thing. And uh, it's pretty funny. And how Gwen Shamblin kind of looks like the, uh, she looks almost like the, uh, it's like uh, the Long Island medium too, which is funny to me as well. So, uh it's on, like I said, it's on home box office maximum. Uh, if you have an account there, go stream it and uh, watch it. There's three episodes out right now, and apparently two more are coming out in the next, uh, probably next year sometime. Um, what I initially, it's probably planned to only be three episodes, but um, then she died in this weird plane crash, which I think they might go into the conspiracy theory. I'm telling it right now, since I heard the rumor they could be going to the conspiracy theory that it was set up. 
the plane, the plane crash was set up and they sent like a text message way before the actual death happens. I'm just saying that they could be going into that now, but, uh, that's a conspiracy theory and, uh, people in red hats have ruined conspiracy theories. So, uh, that is, that is something that you should be aware of. That's probably going to happen in the, the next two up when the next two episodes come out. So basically, if you want to know uh, about what this documentary is about, like this like a little background, I want, I'm not going to get into everything that's good as the documentary, but oh my gosh. So basically, this chick Gwen, um, she basically started this weight loss program that puts God in front of it. So like uh, focus on God instead of overeating. And so they like can ju- combine these like weight down program and stuff like that. So it's like that. And basically, um, actual people, basically all it is is portion control. It's nothing, it's not even a diet cause it's not, they're not going over actual nutrition shit. They're going over, uh, like it's basically just portion control. Now where this is like, it can work for some people like me, uh, who would just be like, you know, I'm going to eat until I can't eat anymore. And then there's some people who, probably eat normal amounts and be like, you shouldn't eat and focus on God. And, uh, that's where malnutrition comes in and, uh, anorexia, bulimia, uh, shit like that. Um, I do want to say though, in the situation, I think in August I did, I was like anxious one night. And, uh, so then I didn't eat like the entire day or whatever. And then I was like, I wonder how many days I can go without eating. And then I went like, I went from like Wednesday to either, I think Wednesday to Saturday without eating anything. I think Saturday I finally caved and ate something. And uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I was like headaches, stomach aches on like Friday. Then I ate something and I'm like feeling a lot better. (laughs) It's like, like once I, I immediately ate something, it was like immediately better. It was, it was funny. So you should eat. Don't, don't follow. Do as I say, not as I do, as I would like to say. But, uh, it's really weird with the marketing, you know, like making it like this whole Christian type shit. Uh, because like, I'm saying this as someone who grew up Christian was a hundred percent in it. I've led, you know, music wise, I've led worship retreats, played in bands, worship bands. I've led, led professionally. I was paid to do it. Uh, almost became even a worship pastor. That So this is, this is the, this is the type of guy you get. Uh, as I would say, but, uh, a lot of times you can like put Christian in title or something. And then like people who are Christian are just so gullible and think it's the right thing to do because this is what God wants and shit like that. And then they just go for it. I mean, I have family members, relatives, which is the same as family members. I just realized really good friends that I believe are really good people and aren't into that Trump bullshit, uh, make America great again, trash, you know, like they're really good people. And, you know, they could easily, you know, they listen to Christian radio because it really speaks to them and stuff like that. And then like a lot of them don't really realize, like a lot of these are just money schemes. And uh, I'm not, like, trying to trash anyone's belief or anything, but a lot of it's just make-money-quick schemes. And so, you know, like Elron Hubbard said and did, uh, 
if you want to make a lot of money, start a religion. And, you know, in the United States, it's really good business because uh, churches don't get taxed. And uh, especially, you know, like I have friends whose parents are pastors and friends who are pastors and, you know, they run these small, like small churches. Those don't need to be taxed. Taxing those is not going to help anything. It's like these, basically anything, any church in, basically any church in on Franklin Road in Brentwood, you tax that would be a really good thing. Um, so they just kind of eat that up. You know, that's my, that's my thoughts. And so, uh, she basically started this whole diet thing. That's basically all she did. This Christian diet program. That was all, all it was was portion control. That's all it was. Uh, and it worked for people because understanding how many calories and you eat in a day, you can lose weight just by uh, counting calories. That's, I mean, that's basically all it was. It was just, uh, counting calories with psychological tricks. That's what I would say it was. Um, and then she was like, we need, I need to start my own church in Brentwood. And, uh, like, cause God is calling us to be the correct church, to be the correct place. And I'm like, okay. And then I guess they don't believe in the Trinity, which is the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. For those of you don't know, or how I consider the father, son, and Holy ghost, uh, we got Shania Twain, that's the father, uh, the son, that's uh, Chris Gaines, Holy Ghost, that's Airbud. That's just how we uh, determine it here, what, if you're following my this cult that I'm creating right now. And um, so yeah, she started, started church and they didn't believe in the Trinity, and that was a deal breaker to a lot of people like who like followed her exclusively. And so, like, she did that, and they, you know, they obviously bought, like, a really nice church, and like I said, Franklin Road and like, I've driven in the parking lot. I've, you know, I've passed by it hundreds of times, probably. I would, I would say hundreds of times. And, uh, yeah, so, and it was just, you know, out in plain sight. You didn't think it was any sort of cult or anything. It was just, you know, a normal situation. Like, you know, it's just a nor- another church and, and a sea of rich people churches. Yeah, that's all he thought about it. And then, um, yeah, but then he, he obviously, like, I'm talking about, like, this weight loss thing and, there's so much to it. Like people aren't, you don't want them to be the face of the, the pro of the church because you're fat and you need to lose weight and you need to make sure. And then they're like, they don't want you doing like taking antidepressants, which is common through a lot of them. A lot of churches out there who are like, you don't need antidepressants. You need God. I'm like, well, you don't need chemotherapy. You have God. I'm like, no, you should probably, yeah, cancer, you should probably do something about it. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, if you treat it like health, a health concern, it's fine. That part really annoyed me. And then, like, Gwen Shamlin's son is, like, just Dave basically needs therapy. And then, like, they talk about him. Uh, like, and so, you know, just, like, very toxic gaslighting and shit like that they do. And then you have, like, this shit. Like, the worst part, I would say the worst is, like, the, they're, like, pro-child abuse at this place where, like, I guess they had this one girl, I guess she was, all she was was, like, babysitting for, like, the nursery or whatever and, like, the kids program. And, like, I guess she went to one parent. It was Joseph Smith. And I remember this because it's the same as the Mormon guy. So if your last name's Smith, your name first name is Joseph, you're a piece of shit. And uh, so basically, basically this person, she didn't really go to church. She was just getting paid to, like, babysit. That's all she was doing. And uh, basically, like, I guess she saw Joseph Smith's son, who was also named Joseph, but with an F and not PH. Um, he was like, hey, 
your son is kind of just seems off. Is there anything I can do to help him uh, just, you know, feel a little bit better and help him just feel better? And the dad was like, just beat him. I'm like, she was like, what? <laughs> and this is like, you know, when you're doing uh, like child care, you're not supposed to beat. You know, they're like, we highly frown upon beating children, but they're like, nah, just beat them. Apparently that's normal for them and shit like that in a bit. And they have like this weird thing where they're like, hit your children with a glue stick. Now, I want to assume it's like the uh, hot glue sticks um, and not like an Elmer's glue stick. So they said it was like a foot long glue stick. And I think those are only the hot glue guns because I don't think you can do it with like the Elmer's glue stick. That's what I was thinking about when I was watching this shit. And I'm like, Jesus. And they and they ended up, like, and then, spoiler alert, Joseph Smith ended up killing both of his children. Not just one of them, both of them. Well, the, the, the young one that died before Joseph, they they said there was no particular reason the kid just died. Um, I mean, I don't believe that shit. Uh, anyways, they're in jail, but, like, the church was paying for their legal fees and then create a website to help them get out of prison. Fucked up shit. They're like, we don't condone child abuse, but then try to help... The, just some shit. Um, just some fucking shit right there. So so if you're like, oh, maybe they're not that bad, they're pretty fucking bad. That, I mean, I can you can deal with the gaslighting because at the end of the day, you can just be like, you know what? I'll leave. But, like, a lot of people were like, well, we're going to have your husband divorce you and get custody, pay for legal fees to get custody. So some toxic shit. Um, like, so I feel like with cults, like, the big thing is, like, effects if you leave. So... You know, with, you know, whatever I believe these days, I stopped going to church in 2017 when I decided to no longer participate in church. That's basically what I'll say in regards to, I, don't, I won't get into my beliefs or anything. I'll just say what, when I decided to no longer go to church, I, it was easy. I just didn't, just had to stop showing up. Um, and that means I would say in my mind, when I say, think of a cult, I think that when I really mean a cult, it's trying leaving is hard. And, uh, this place was made a little difficult to try to make it hard for people to leave. So cult. Um, anyways, no, but the, my favorite part was, uh, her new husband, Joe Lara. Now he was an actor. He, who dated like this older woman for a while and probably got, ended up cheating, had to move out and lived in a trailer. Uh, ended up getting woman pregnant and then eventually I think they moved to Nashville because Joe wanted to do, start a country music career and uh, I'm pretty sure that didn't work out very well uh, but with that though it was really funny because he's like trying to and he started going to Remnant Community because they have a recording studio in the church now anyone who knows anything about recording you're probably wondering, oh, was this in the 90s when recording equipment was really expensive? No, this was the 2010s. The renaissance of music technology where the technology has gotten so cheap and so good and like as so cheap, so good that people can just have it in their homes like me. Um, they got married in 2018 while I was living he, in Nashville. Like, he could have recorded for me for a steal, and now nah, he had to go to this church to do it. For some reason, make shitty covers of Michael Buble. They played, like, a really shitty cover of, uh, I believe it was Everything by Michael Buble. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, really, really shitty. Uh, 
That's rough, buddy. Oh, but anyways, though, like, so basically this is a really shitty guy and eventually convinces Gwen to divorce her husband. Uh, and they basically, she got divorced and remarried all in the same year before, like, they say, like, before the ink dried. So basically this guy, he was a pretty good looking guy. I'm not going to lie. So he's like Gwen's trophy husband. It's just really funny. He probably doesn't know anything about Christianity or anything like that. It's just, it was just really funny. Um... Last but not least on this, I do want to talk about Gwen's hair. Um, Because what the fuck is going on through her head or her hair? So, with her hair, you know. Oh, and before I go back, I want to go back to Joe real quick. People were like, oh, he's, he just married her for her money and shit like that. I'm like, that's smart. I mean, girls do that all the time. Women do that all the time. They marry for money, like... A lot of women aren't even attracted to guys unless they're, like, somewhat successful in their careers. It's just normal. And, you know, when a man does it, apparently it's bad. Apparently, all of a sudden. Anyways, back to Gwen's hair. I don't know what she's thinking. And, you know, she's not that bad looking. But the thing is, she keeps doing shit. Like, her hair just makes her look crazy. Um, She's obviously malnourished and, like, that's super skinny. You can just basically see her bones. And she's getting, like, bad plastic surgery, like, Botox and shit like that. And it's one of those things where I'm not against, like, Botox, plastic surgery, facelifts and shit like that. But the problem is you only notice the good one. You only notice the bad ones. Like, when it's a good one, you're just like, wow, you look really good for your age. And stuff like that. you're like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate it. But, uh, she apparently gets bad, which, like, if you're going to put the money down for it, why not try to get the good shit? That's, that's my thoughts. And that's how you know something's off about Gwen Shamblin. But she's dead now. She died recently. And uh, two, and it said to be continued at the end of it. So I'm excited for the other two if my conspiracy theory amounts to anything. But if you'd like to visit Remnant Community, it's still going on. I guess uh, Gwen's daughter is now the uh, leader of the place. Uh, she looks like a skeleton for some obvious reasons, and, uh, I guess we're gonna have to live with that, so, yep, that's, uh, so that is, uh, this whole documentary, you can just see, I usually finished it in, like, a, yesterday, uh, the day before I recorded this, so go check out The Way Down, God Greeting, The Cult of Gwen Shamblin, uh, to see what the fuck crazy shit's going on in, uh, Nashville. We live in a society, and our current society actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So, using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin. 
which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's that special time of the episode where I come in to give you relationship advice, relationship advice, I would say, that has 100% saved marriages, and uh, I have a 100% success rate on all advice I give, and uh, reason why? You want to know the reason why? This is the type of guy you get. So anyways, let's just, uh, as Phil DeFranco says during all his shows and before sex, let's just get right into it. All right, so... Um, <clears throat> Boyfriend watches porn secretly while humping me. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, I, 25 female, and my boyfriend, 28, for nine years, is currently not in good terms. So we have problems with sex as he always fails to reach the edge sometimes because of the reasons he's, one, he's exhausted, two, the temperature is set on extremes, three, no reason, his willy is just not hard anymore. And I think it's because he just added some weight. He's now weighs 220 pounds for a five foot five inch man. However, I caught him twice watching porn while he's having me behind. I caught it behind because he puts a pillow behind my back to put his cell phone while humping me. The first one's one, I forgave it and just gave a cold shoulder and now he did it again. I'm giving him now a cold treatment. What should I do? Does that mean anything? He doesn't want to talk about it and just gives me the childlike, annoyingly giggle smile every time. Um, a lot of things could be going on in this situation. Um, one, you didn't mention how long this, uh, how long this problem has occurring, just some having a hard time reaching climax, um, because, um... Yeah, he didn't know how long, so a lot of times, is he taking any medications that could cause it? Um, some guys just, you know, don't come have to do it manually, you know, uh, to get things going uh, for what they need. Um, and, uh, you know, and then there's also the other reasons you gave me. Temperatures are on extreme, like, it's too hot, too cold. That's kind of, it's too hot, yeah, that's, he's going to. He's going to be sweating. He's going to probably get dehydrated. Uh, that's a good sign. Um, and then no reason. His will is just not hard. Um, what he's probably doing is, um, uh, he, since he, I mean, you're also talking, I mean, the weight I think is a good, good sign. That could be a good sign of something. Um, another thing is, uh, you know, you've been together, what, nine years? Sometimes just, you know, sex gets bland. It's just what happens. This is the type of guy you get. So he could just be, you know, same old, same old here. Um, so he's probably, what I'm going to say here, he's probably using porn to get, you know, get going and, uh, you know, keep going and stay tight. That's probably one thing uh, that's going on with that. So, um, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done it the second time. The second time is his problem. Uh, 
So he needs to give you a proper explanation for what's going on, why he's not, uh, why he did that. So you get that. So that's probably the reason why, but he'll be the one to give you the proper answer. Um, so he, one thing, there's a couple things he has to do. He's probably just like not look at porn, probably because a lot of times if you have that problem and it's affecting real sex, um, you probably have to give up porn. One of the few times you do, if like, uh, if you have our time, you know, getting it up, get going with your partner, then yeah. And, but you're okay with porn. Like then you probably have to get rid of the porn. Um, if that's not the case, then, um, yeah, he probably needs to lay off, uh, you know, manual stuff or, you know, the porn. Yeah. I'm going to say from his end, probably, probably stop the porn. Just waiting a couple days. That way he's like, gotta go. Um, and for you, Try mixing it up in the bedroom, you know? You know, we, it's it's a two-way street. It's not just him, it's you. you gotta kind of figure out what's wrong, and you both gotta go from there. So, uh, what I'm gonna say is, uh, you both gotta try to be better. Um, this isn't a one-person issue, it's a both-person. You gotta let them know to not look at porn during sex. That's just, uh, you know what? This is the type of guy you get. If I hit my microphone one more time, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, <clears throat> next question. We'll go right in into it. I've never come during a blowjob from my girlfriend, and she's starting to get frustrated that I won't tell her what to do. Uh, we've been together about a year so far, and she's never made me come during head. I don't really mind it because the sex is still great, but she's starting to get frustrated and a bit self-conscious since I've had more partners than her. She keeps asking me if I think she's bad at it and to give her hints on how to get me there when she goes down. I really don't know what to tell her at this point, but last time she tried, I actually went soft while I was in her mouth. That's rough, buddy. Uh... <laughs> Which, in case anyone was wondering, started the worst fucking argument ever. <laughs> but really, I don't know if this is an issue I need to work out on or off on or if I need to point her in the right direction to get better. Feels like this has become been becoming a bigger and bigger issue in her eyes at times. Some time goes on and I really don't want this causing future problems in our relationship. Any advice? Um, so, I mean, there's a couple things. Um... Some guys just don't get off from head. It's just, uh, uh, it just happens. This is the type of guy you get. Uh, you know, Joe would say, this is the type of guy you get. And, um, some guys just don't. So maybe you just say, like, hey, I, I can't really get off. I really enjoy this, but I, it's not something I get off. It's kind of just a warm up for sex. Or, um, the other only th other thing I can tell you in this situation is to tell her the best options <laughs> and obviously going soft in her mouth. Um, that had to, that had to suck. I'm going to tell you that. That's rough, buddy. Um, that, that had to be the worst fucking fight I, I imagine. You're like, ah, oh, geez, here we go. Um, but anyways, though, if, if there is a way you can point her in the right direction, I will tell her just to tell her that. Just be honest with her, tell her what to do. Um, but, uh, always tell her she's doing a great job because that's encouragement. That's just, you should always encourage good things in life, um, but, uh, you, you could just be one of those people who have a hard time getting off from head, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's life, it ain't easy, it ain't easy, um, but, you know, regardless, though, you're just, uh, also try not to get soft in there, 
I guess. I don't know. That, that's just a very unfortunate event. A very unfortunate event happening for you, and I feel sorry for you, my friend, and I wish I knew if I could do anything to help you out with that. Can't help you with that. Um, but anyways, though, just, you know, be honest. Try to Try to figure it out. So best advice I'll give you in this situation, just try and uh, figure out what's going to work. So just be like, look, I, I have our time, but let's figure out the best solution for both of us. We can get going because she sounds really cool. And, uh, if you two break up, give her my number. That's just, that's just something I'll do. <sighs> yeah, no, that's just makes a lot of sense. Just, uh, sometimes you just got to figure it out and practice. Practice makes perfect. Uh, you gotta, you gotta know when to hold him, know when to fold him, just do, 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 you know, this pandemic was going to suck when Kenny Rogers died at the beginning of it. And he had that whole song, gotta know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Like he knew when to fold it. He's like, I don't want to live through this shit. This shit sounds fucking awful. And uh, he didn't, so good job, Kenny Rogers. Uh, he knew when to hold him, and he 100% knew when uh, to fold him. Uh, and regardless of the situation, uh, we can move on. Um, don't know why I went on that tangent. How to fight feeling anxious before going to the gym? A non-relationship question. I like this. Uh, I've recently bought a membership, uh, but can't bring myself to go. I've never gone to a gym before, and the kind idea kind of terrifies me. Mostly people watching me. Any advice? So, um, I'm gonna go on a go on a guess here. I'm gonna make an educated guess. You might be a little overweight, and uh, it's okay. Because I got a little weight too, and I've been to a gym before. Uh, the best advice, there's a couple of advice I can give you. One, you need to shut shut the tell that little voice in your head that's making you feel like, oh, people are watching me. Tell that to shut the fuck up. Who cares? Um, you're not there to impress anyone other than yourself. And uh, that's why I don't try to talk to women or any, I don't talk to anyone at gyms when I work out. I hate talking to people who's like, you want someone to work out with? I'm like, fuck no. This is my sad time where I come in to try to get rid of the sadness. And, uh, that's why I'm here and your presence will make me more sad. And I don't want my sadness to be here with you. But, um, the one thing you kind of have to realize is, and I kind of had to realize this, uh, now that, uh, most people do not give a fuck about you and do not give a shit. Everyone's a little bit more focused on themselves than they are about you. And, uh, once you kind of realize that, uh, you feel less anxious and you stop worrying a little bit more about what people think about you, uh, because most of the time they aren't thinking about you. It's probably about something else that they're thinking about. They're thinking about literally anything else but you. And, uh, I hope, I hope this doesn't scare you. This is the type of guy you get. Um, yeah, but no, um, my experience though, I'll tell you this when, you know, work out and you're just, you know, doing your own thing worried about people watching you and look if you're a fat person at the gym uh a normal person will just be like good for them they're they're working that they're working out they're doing good they're like good for them if you start making fun of like some people make fun of fat people at the gym like, look at this fat fucking fuck on the treadmill i'm like look dude he's fixing the he's working on fixing the problem here it's like you, you hear about someone dieting he's like look at that fat guy over there dieting I'm like what he's fixing the problem 
Like, you need to calm the fuck down. Like, if someone's, if there's a problem someone has and they're doing the thing that's supposed to fix the problem, it's okay. So, really, I, it's very few and far between uh, these people who are going to be, like, extreme. And if you go to places like Planet Fitness, like, a lot of those meatheads don't go there because they can't make grunting noises and because I think that's, like, a mating call for some reason. And I'm going to be honest, women who are into that type of guy... um, really needs to see a therapist. Like, I would say more than me. Like, they... I don't even know if that's daddy issues. Is that daddy issues? Because I don't know if that's daddy issues. I can't diagnose if that's actually daddy issues. Um, does someone else know? Because I don't. Um, but anyways, though, uh, long story short, what I will tell you is don't... No one really cares about you. That That's funny to say. Um, but people think about themselves way more than they think about other people. So... Um, especially in a gym type situation, just don't worry about it. Um, I just go in there, work out and don't talk to anyone, but put in headphones, you know, get your AirPods or your Raycons that aren't sponsoring the show. And I don't think I want them to, I've heard the headphones aren't that good. And I kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, they don't make like audio. I mean, I mean, they kind of make audiophile headphones, but I'm not an audiophile. I just, I mainly buy headphones for mixing, and I had these in-ears I just think really sound really good. Actually, these these headphones right here that I'm using, I'd take a sponsor from them. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be a weird sponsor, especially for wired headphones. I don't think anyone's interested in wired headphones these days, except for, like, my parents who don't use Bluetooth. My mom just realized that her phone doesn't have a headphone jack in it, so... Yeah, she listens to, like, CDs and shit, or the radio, so I don't think she's too worried about that. Anyways, anyways, I don't know. Let's move on. Um, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. All right. I am a 24-year-old female, female, who has gotten into many flings in relationships. In all of these relationships, there are some good and bad things. In some of those relationships, I feel really comfortable with the other partner and feel like I can confide in them about anything. Alas, we broke up due to our differences most of the time. I had some relationships in which guys text me, I love you, in which I replied, I love you too, as I did not want to make the person feel bad. But the thing is, the whole time in any of those relationships or flings, I did not have those butterflies in your stomach, heart beating abnormally fast, tachycardia, question mark, or the feeling of excitement when you see your partner. I'm not sure whether I'm emotionally detached, insensitive, or cannot sense love. I get into several relationships or flings because I have some sensations of happiness around the person, but it'll last for only a few days. Please enlighten me on what love, what is love, so I can figure out something and stop hurting unnecessarily. All right, this is where you come in for the expert. So, I did put this in my notes here because I watched um, Men in Black International a couple days ago, and they have this whole interaction about love, and I'm like, this is like unnecessarily deep for what this movie is. So I want to read it to you. Agent H is Chris Hendworth, and then Agent M, that's, uh, that's, uh, what the fuck's, uh, Tessa Thompson, that's her name. Um, so Chris Hemsworth, you've never been in love, have you? I'm not making fun. I'm genuinely asking. You've never once abandoned logic for passion? And then Tessa Thompson says, huh, eh, no, I haven't. 
Passion is unstable, and logic is constant. Yeah, physical attraction is nothing more than chemical reactions in your brain. Can't trust them. They're not real. Chris Hemsworth says, Isn't the whole universe a chemical reaction? Pretty sure you can trust that. Feels pretty real. And then the little alien pony's like, That's actually kind of deep. Which actually is kind of deep. And actually, it's like kind of summing up a lot of things ever. It was like, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, there's chemicals in your brain and shit like that that tell you things and like that, but you know, and you're like, you know, you could scientific, make love scientific and shit like that. At the end of the day, you, you, you can't, it's one of those things you can't explain what love is. Um, it's like, you know it when it's there, but, uh, if you've never had it, you, uh, it's, you can't really describe it. You know, like, the people put a butterfly in your stomach and shit like that, and your heart beats, get really happy around someone. Um, love you. It's, uh, it's obviously chemicals in your brain, but, uh, you can't, you can't necessarily explain it. Um, and all I can really say is once you know, you know. Uh, if you don't know why you say so, would you mean this, please, if it happens. Hey, I did a cover of that on my Spotify. Um, if you don't, don't. On the first EP, uh, King. Um, but, you know, I guess you can't describe it. Um, if you really think you're having some emotional problems, like you could be, like you said, emotionally detached and sensitive or cannot sense love, um, I mean, you can always go to a therapist, kind of work out some problems, realize what it is. If you're, like, kind of sensitive towards, like, you have attachment issues or shit like that, yada, yada, yada. Um, that could be, that could be a thing. And, uh, I don't blame you for that. It just happens. You know what? You can't, you can't control life. You can't control life. You can't control who you're in love with. Shit just happens. It's lucky when you love someone and they love you back. Uh, but it's never that case. You sound like a lot of women I date. And, uh, that's rough, buddy. It is pretty rough. Uh, but anyways, um, love is feeling, and y I can describe it to a sense, but you won't understand it until you feel it yourself. And uh, one day, I hope the best for you, you will find love. We all deserve love. Um, except for Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, he does not deserve love. Uh, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory uh, deserves the worst things in the world coming to him. Because he is the worst person to ever exist and my arch nemesis. And it's something um, that I will live with for the rest of my life. Um, anyways, though, that's all I have to say about that. <clears throat> okay, we got a couple more. I think three. Three more. Uh, four more. Um, my crush is a bad kisser. Today I told my crush that I liked them, and they said they liked me too, so naturally I kissed them, but they were not so good at it, probably because they have never been with anyone before. How do I tell them and teach them to get better? Um, you don't really necessarily have to tell him. Uh, you say he has never tried before. Um, you're not good at things you've never done before. That's just how life works, and that's how you do things, and that's how you do normal do different things. Um, so all you have to do, uh, with that is practice. Practice makes perfect. Um, you're just gonna have to practice. It's gonna be awkward for a while. Sometimes, like, even me, people, like, you just gotta, like, figure shit out. Like, figure out what they like, what you like, and then eventually figure that out, get, you know, feeling some things, and eventually... And I really like that. So, 
not something, just a uh, practice. Um, there's not much to say on this situation. All you ha- I have to say is uh, practice. Uh, practice makes perfect, and uh, you got to do what you got to do. Do the do. Woo! Okay, so, yep, I'm going to move on to the next one. Three more to go. No, two more to go. Okay, my bad. We'll ask two questions. My boyfriend has told me to stop masturbating. Nope, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Got ahead of myself. My male friend exposed himself to me. Did I cause it by teasing him? I was hanging out with one of my guy friends. He's late 20s, in, in my 30s. Just watched mindless TV and smoking, catching up. I was telling him about a recent sexual encounter that I had, and then he interrupted me to show me the bulge in his pants, and he said, damn, you're turning me on telling me this. I was upset and asked him to leave, and then about an hour later, I started to receive texts of him saying, teased him and made him do it. Uh, two members of our friend group agree that his reaction is is expected under the circumstance. Did I cross the line by telling him this? Egg him on, so to speak. We've talked about sex before. Never had this kind of reaction. Always before, always before been mature about it. Um, a couple things. Um, so, I think... Well, he didn't try to do anything. He, I guess what, what you were talking about turned him on. That's all I can really say. Um, but you were uncomfortable with it and told him to leave and he left. So that's a good thing. Um, exposing himself is not the correct term you need to be using in the situation. He definitely did not expose himself to you. He definitely, um, what I will say is, um, teasing is the correct word, but he didn't expose himself to you. He just showed, you know, you just saw his bulge, and he's like, damn, you're turning me on, uh, and then, yeah, so, I mean, I probably should have read the room a little bit more, but, um, you probably didn't, it was probably a little mutual both, you both need to talk and be like, hey, uh, we probably both didn't do the right thing in this situation, so, um, let's just, uh, pretend this never happened and move on, because, Move along, move along, like I know you do. Move along, hope is gone. Move along, move along, just to make it through. Move along, um, yeah. So that's all I can really say. There's a don't. Neither do you do that ever again. That's all you can really say. Hey, let's uh, make sure neither of us ever do that ever again. And uh, yeah, then you can move on from that shit. Because it could be a little embarrassing. Last question of the day. My boyfriend has told me to stop masturbating. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and we moved in together last week. My boyfriend is asexual and sex repulsed. I am not. I love him and have decided that I don't need to have sex with my partner to have a fulfilling relationship with them. I do, however, masturbate almost every day. It's an important way I relieve stress and it just feels good. I never thought that was an issue until a couple days ago. We were unpacking a couple of my last boxes when my boyfriend opened a box with a vibrator in it. He immediately got uncomfortable and asked me why I had it. I kind of laughed it off because I don't even use it that often. He then started grilling me about his, my masturbation habits, and I told him what I said in the first paragraph. He then left the apartment in a huff and didn't come back until late that night without contacting me at all. Yesterday, he told me that we had to talk. Uh, he accused me of lying to him for our entire relationship. I don't consider it lying. I just knew that he is sex-repulsed and didn't want to make him uncomfortable. I also don't consider my masturbatory habits good conversation, so I don't bring them up with people who aren't art. Art. I think he messed that up. Asexual. 
He said that he couldn't stand the thought of any sexual activity in his space. I moved into the apartment he'd been living in for a year. I told him that I was sorry he came across the vibrator. I really, I really didn't mean to make him uncomfortable and offered to throw it away if he didn't want it in the apartment. He told me that wasn't good enough and that I needed to promise him that I would not masturbate in his apartment ever while we're in a relationship because he, the thought of me, of me doing it makes him sick. I told him that was unreasonable and we had a pretty big fight over it. He's been giving me the silent treatment since then. Now I love him, but to me, this is an issue on two levels. The first is that I should be bodily, I should have bodily autonomy. If I want to masturbate, I should be able to. The second is this belief that our space is his space and my wants and needs don't matter here. He's also been pretty controlling about where I can put my things, the kind of food I can have and what I can wear. I've tried to make compromises, but with this masturbation issue, I'm concerned that this is a pattern. What should I do? So it's not uncommon. I, I've talked about my views on asexual people and, uh, well, asexual people who want to be in a relationship. So with non-asexual people um, who can be could pretty stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And, uh, yeah, so um, all I can say, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he's kind of have to realize that uh, if you're not going to have sex with him, he, you're going to have to figure it out yourself. And uh, the, how, like, him not having sex with you is fine, but you're going to have to get off. And he's sex repulsed. Ugh, what? I kind of know what type of guy you're getting. One's like, you see guys who are, a lot of them are on extreme cheapskates and are not married. Um, you kind of know what the type of guy, uh, mm. This is the type of guy you get. Um, yeah, we kind of, I kind of get the picture of who this guy is. Um, what I will say, though, is, uh... Yeah, he's going to have to fucking man up and realize that either he's going to have to have sex with you or you're going to masturbate. And that's just how it's going to be. That's how living with you is going to be. Um, you know, when you live with someone, you have to make compromises and not be a shitty roommate. Even, like, especially when you're a couple. You can't be a fucking shitty roommate. You have to, like, move forward from there and uh, decide who you're going to be and what you're going to be. And uh, what there's going to be things that your roommates annoy you about, but you just live with it because you don't care. Um, you shouldn't care, and uh, if he's not going to have sex with you, you're going to masturbate. Let's just tell him that that's what's going to happen. If he doesn't like it, he can leave and uh, find another asexual woman uh, who is also as gross as he is. It's kinda, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to make a guess. Uh, do your best. Try your best in this relationship. But uh, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be way better off. Especially if you know, I like to masturbate once a day. I'm like, that's cool. Most women are like, oh, I only want to have sex like once a week. I'm like, I think a compromise would be like 72 hours. But uh, okay. But uh, yeah. So uh, just tell him he's going to have to man up and deal with it. Uh, he's sex repulsed. How do you how do you live like that? You're just like not jerking off. How do you how do you just like not one or nut. I was like, it's not like what we're, I think it's like a genetic defect, like not men not wanting to nut, you know, you think it's a genetic defect? Questions for heaven and another time. So, uh, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, we're sending up a new email address so you can just DM me on all social media platforms. That's under at the Sweezy uh, everywhere. That's where you can find me. 
Um, you can also follow the show on Facebook, and uh, yeah, the show has a separate Facebook page. Uh, so go to the Cancel Sweezy Facebook page. It's a great way to keep up with new episodes and shit like that. Um, but you can also check out my music under Sweezy out everywhere you get your music. Uh, and I really like that. Um, and stuff like that. So go check me out. Go just stream my music nonstop. Uh, like I said, if you're on uh, uh, Twitch, uh, go sub uh, follow. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect to you. That way you can subscribe to everything I'm doing in this world. Um financially support the show uh and you can also financially support the show by checking us out on patreon uh the great way to say thank you for being a friend free shit you can do like i always say you can uh if you're on youtube like this episode subscribe check out the highlights uh, send the highlights to your friends be like this is what daddy shuizy is all about and this is uh this is the type of guy you're getting this is the type of guy you get so uh yeah and uh so that's basically and subscribe turn on notifications uh you can also check out, um, if you're on audio platform, obviously leave a review. That's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Subscribe. Uh, that way you see new episodes. And uh, obviously, word of mouth, tell all your friends about uh, who I am and who I'm going to be. Because uh, this is me. So thank you so much for checking out this episode of Kansas Sweezy. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome.
finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking folklords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.